Our first question. Actually, sir, before we go to our question, so sir, can you talk about you know the old um busy Jesus kind of thing? Like maybe you have encountered people, maybe in your ministry. Yeah, I, I just feel um we all have there's no none of us that um, uh, that will not have a reason to be busy for Jesus. I mean, even every one of us, and um, at every level, finding time for Jesus is very important. You know, a lot of people look at some of us who are burning and um, doing what we are doing for Jesus and feel we don't feel like them. Trust me, studying my Bible every day is work. Praying every day is work. And as a student, we thought when we leave school, it is going to get much more easier to find time for God because of lectures and all of that. But I found out that if you don't make out time, you will never have time. I'm serious. And I know you can, relate to what, I know you can also relate to what I'm saying. Like there is never going to be time. It's easy to have time for other things. When it comes to the word, it asks to, the Lord has to work on our heart. If it is not a burden, if there's no hunger, you can't do it. In fact, if you have just mere desire and there's no hunger, when you stay with the word, you get tired easily. And you will drop it. If it is made desire, you will just do it for religion. And after a while, you will drop it. So, being busy is a state of, 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 of being separated from God. But we get too busy. And I won't deceive you. There are times I just find out that's just like I'm just too busy. And those are times I, I have to do retreat. And trust me, this walk with God is still a journey. All of us must keep pressing. Keep pressing. Keep pressing. How do we press? By staying, the staying power. Staying with the word. Staying true in prayer. So irrespective of our age, Irrespective of the circumstances, there is grace. Grace to stay with the word. Grace to pray. The first thing is we must believe in this grace. Brahmana, we doubt if we don't engage grace. And recently I was speaking with my spiritual father. And my spiritual father said, 
to me. That is Pastor Pikelawale. You know, he was speaking to me about ease. He said to me, when the spirit of ease is at work in a man, studying the war, praying, fellowshipping with God is with ease. It was trouble. The reason why a lot of people struggle is because there is no ease. There's no love. There's no hunger. So it's not easy. Except it is easy. You get what I'm saying? When it is easy, you, you don't want to leave. So being busy for God at all levels is, is the excuse we all have. But you have to, you know, when you're a babe, you are the one, the babe is the one giving that excuse. When you're a babe, you, you always give excuses, you know, just like you can imagine. It's only a baby that will give excuse for not going to school. Mommy, I don't want to go to school. Daddy, I don't want to go to school. I want to see that. Oh, why? He or she's a baby. But when you are matured, nobody needs to beg you to go to school. So when we are in that state, what we notice is that we are in the state of we have to, we are still struggling to sit with the world, struggling to pre it's a posture of immaturity or a posture that um, we need a retreat. And I think there's always that time when we all know that Omar, it's like, I need to go on a retreat. It's like the fire is not there. When there's no fire, when there's no passion, we need to retreat. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much sir, for that uh, word. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay, so sir, I have some questions here. I want to ask some Please people like, yeah, question one. It says, I am a full-time student in high school. I am wow. not in the, in, the, in the university. I have a lot of homework. I don't have a job. I am between the age of 16 and 18. That is, this is ages 16 and 18 ages. How do I find time to spend? So how do I find time for Jesus? I'm a full-time student in high school. I have a lot of homework to do. I don't have a job. I am between the age of 16 and 18. How do I find time to spend with Jesus? Very simple, my brother. I mean, very simple. An high school student who is born again that cannot spend time for Jesus, is it when the person is in the university that the person will find time for Jesus? Here you get it. If you cannot seek God as a youth, is it when you are old that you will seek God? So for that person, it's not hard, it's not complex. I think the high school student even has more chance, has more opportunity to spend time with God than the majority of people out there. At that time, as an high school student, you don't have bills to pay like that, right? You don't have bills to pay. You don't have bills to pay. I remember when we were in secondary school those days, what you call high school in Canada, we thought we were suffering. We wanted the freedom. We wanted to get out of secondary school or high school, like you call it, we never knew we are moving into bills. 
that adulthood is the stage of paying bills. So we're excited. Oh, we are going to get off. I, I know you were like that too, right? When you were in high school. You thought you, you can't wait to be a teen so you can have your car. You can't wait to be a teen so you can be free. But you, you discover that 18 from 18 is the time, right, when you start to take responsibilities. So an high school student who cannot spend time with Jesus now should know that he or she already needs more fire. Because there's actually nothing the, 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 the chap is thinking about. Many of these chaps that don't have time for Jesus can spend time with video games. Can spend time with sleeping. sleeping. So after homework, what else? Sleep. You get it. So, an high, for an high school student who is struggling to spend time with Jesus, there's no excuse. It is, the, the, the student must see that as failure on a part or on his part. And see it as a problem. It's not a good state. There's no excuse. And so what should the person do? The person should have a mentor. A mentor who he or she reports to. Do you understand me? Like give account. Who are you accountable to? Who is leading you? Who is your oversight? Who is, in, who, who is checking up on your spiritual progress? We all need that friend. We all need that mentor. Are you with me? That is there for us to put us through. You can't, have, you can't, you can't, you can't grow alone. You can't. You can't grow in isolation. You need friends. So how do you make it easy? The high school student, they can, they can have like friends, maybe two, three, four friends of people who are in love with Jesus, like friends who are in love with Jesus, so they can have a Bible club together. So maybe they get to meet at a particular time in the day. After their homework, where they discuss about what they studied individually. And, you know, you get it? And, you know, pray together. Or in the, uh, individually, they spend time praying to. So they report, while I was praying, God told me this. While I was reading my Bible, God told me this. Friends and mentors. At least one mentor. At least minimum of one mentor. Who you report to. This, uh, you can't grow in isolation. It's not just like just having a pastor. You just go to church and the pastor does not know you. You need a mentor. You need somebody that knows you. And the person doesn't have to be a pastor. It might be a brother. Like Emmanuel. Who is mentoring you? Who is checking up on you? In fire-branded people like Emmanuel, who will check up on you? Who will ask you about your growth? So we all need fire-branded people around us. Iron sharpness, higher. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. And um, like while you were speaking, I was getting ideas, even myself, on actually how to engage with this. 16, 17 year old of people, because actually I know lots of them. So I'll take your advice into consideration myself. 
even if I'm not actually on that age group to help people as well. Thank you, sir. Number two, this one is common here in Winnipeg. Actually, it's common here in Canada. So common. I think it's also common in, in Nigeria too, and even around the world. Question two, I am a full-time hmm. student in the university. I take full cost loads. I also work full-time to pay my rent. How do I find time to spend with Jesus? Simple. These questions are very simple. I, Emmanuel, as I remember as a young, as a young guy who was not born again. When I was in secondary school, I was not born again when I was in secondary school. But one thing I can tell you is this. I had the time to check out on girls. I had the time to go to parties. When I got to the university, my first semester, I got born again later after, but the first few days or first few months, like one month or two months, in the university, I was not born again. And after the lectures, I will anger with my baby. Then. After the lecture, I remember those days, we would, we would see guys with their babes on the field. You get it? Hanging out. No matter how busy you are, you can't be busy more. You can't be busy for your, for your love. I think the reason why this question is coming up is because Jesus is not, we are not yet in love with Jesus. When I received Jesus into my life, the priority changed. So the time I spend with the girls, the time I spend in the club, the time I spent, you understand, I, I, I diverted that time towards to spend it with Jesus. Because now he's my love. And so my, my girlfriend then began to complain. That was how we had to break, break up. We broke up. Yeah, I was busy with Jesus. So I was praying. I was studying. You know, or I had meetings to attend. So I was so busy. So naturally, she, she left. She couldn't take it because I didn't have time for her. So now, as a full-time student, as a full-time worker, how do I spend time with Jesus? Simple. Prioritize Jesus. I think the challenge is this. The challenge is always about Jesus coming taught in the order of our priorities. So because you have a, legit, a legitimate reason that you've got to go to school so that you can get a good job, and you've got to read so that you can have good grades, and that you've got to uh, also work so that you can pay your rent, and that if you, because of this, Jesus has to be in the top place. Well, you know, if you don't put Jesus first, there's nothing that differentiates you from the world. 
We don't know what you are serving. It's a different thing if you don't know. If you are not born again. But if you are born again, by the life that you live, we should see that Jesus is false. And I'm not saying you should be mediocre. And I'm not saying you should be lazy and not going to your workplace or studying. No. No. In fact, if you are in consistent fellowship with God, God will not tell you to be lazy. Either in study or either in going to work. I'm, I'm so sure Jesus has never led Emmanuel to be sleeping and not to read your book. You will never see the Holy Ghost lead you to be lazy. However, if we choose him, time spent that others spent reading their books, you won't have to go through that route. It will give you supernatural strength. I think one of these days, my wife will have to be brought here. You know, she finished with the first class. I was the best student in a faculty. And I can tell you, she was in two full-time ministry. If there's anything like that as a student. Yeah, she was diligent and doesn't miss her class, does her homework, but she was into ministry fully. And it didn't affect her studies. She was into me as a student, she had to sell some stuff just to make money. Do you get it? She sold certain stuff at certain time. She had to sell some things. She would go to class, then she would go to church, she would study, she read books to books. But Excuse me. You, you, one thing that is there is you can be the best today. Even when Jesus is your priority. How? You need to have a structured life. Out of 24 hours, you must have plans for each day. I think the challenge is we don't plan our day. So because we don't plan our day, things come in that we don't plan for. And the time you allocate to Jesus, nobody should share in that time. I mean, no man. Yes. No man. Mm-hmm. So you are a, you're, you're in Canada. You wake up seven, eight, maybe probably 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. You have to go to school. And from school, you go to work. Maybe you come back home 8 o'clock or 9 p.m., let's say, or sometimes 10 mm-hmm. p.m. And now you have 11, 12, 
one, two, three, four, five. I think, I think everybody, no matter how busy you are, you have at least five hours to six hours to yourself to sleep. Am I right? Am I right? I can hear you. Am I right? Yes, I am right, sir. All right. Now, you will not be a student forever. Yeah. So if you are a student and Jesus is more important to you, what stops you from allocating at least one hour to read your Bible? One hour to pray. There may be two hours to read your books. Of which I'm sure it is not every day this particular person will go to work. Am I right? There will be holidays. There will be weekends. There will be moments that the person will have break, right? So now, when you have a day off to yourself, or these days that you are not going to work, what do you do? You do your assignment, right? You should, then you spend more time with Jesus. But the problem is the excuses are more legitimate to many people. So they are like saying, I have to pay rent so I, I can't kill myself. I have to go to school and do well so I can't. And, and they don't know they are carnal. It is carnality. When you, begin, when you begin to give excuses for the things of the flesh than doing the things of the spirit, it's carnality. You can continue. So I hope I answer that. Thank you so much for that. So now, now, now let's move on to married people, married couples. I have number three talk, number three talk, number three talks about the married man, number four talk about talk about the married woman. So number three, I am a married man with no kids. I work a full time job. How do I spend time with Jesus, knowing that my wife may demand my time with her when I get back from work? I still have to sleep and start heading for work the next day at 6 a.m. How do I find time to spend with Jesus? Yeah. Very simple. I think husbands and wives should... Communication is, is... Let me first start with talking about relationship. Um, yeah, there's something I need to be, I need you to be very sincere. No matter how busy you are, if you want to be chatting with me at least two or three hours every day, will you be able to do that? Like on WhatsApp, hi there, what's up, how you doing? Okay, right? Like three hours every day. That's like two hours every day. That's it. Will you be able to, every will you be able to do that? <laughs> I don't know, I don't think so, sir. All right. I feel, I, I'm not saying this based on me. I'm talking of if you am your wife. Oh, if I, okay, okay, if you're like a girl, right? Okay. Uh, it's possible. You get what I'm saying? Very, now. very possible. Now you get yes, what I'm sir. saying. I'm not saying, I'm not talking about me. I'm saying, this is where I'm going. 
communication is beyond you have to wait for me to come to the house before we talk. The away, uh, husband and wife must consistently communicate. Do you get it? Like, because you don't have to be together all the time. There are moments I'm far away from home. I'm communicating with my wife. Hey, babe, what's up? How you doing? What's happening there? Hope you're good. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I love you. I miss you. I, you know, all those, you've got to understand that communication is not limited to, oh, until you come back from work, you now start talking. No. She can gist you online. She can update you on what you need to know. So you don't have to, I get what I'm saying. You can keep up conversations on a daily basis. You get it? Even though you, even though you are not, um, um, you are not always together. So that's one. Because I want to see you, marriage is very important. Once you are married, you've got to be wise enough to invest some amount of time in your marriage. Now, to the issue of I'm busy, I have to give my wife time, and I have to give Jesus time. It's, it's not complex. If Jesus, if, if, if Jesus, if the kingdom of God is important to us, and that's why it's also very important to marry a believer. It makes it more interesting when both parties can talk about Jesus. When both parties are in love with Jesus. So you are not dragging one, one is not dragging you down. You get it? Everybody, when you are down, your wife is up. When, you are, when your wife is down, you are up to bring her up. So you've got to marry somebody that is also hot. Somebody who is also in love with Jesus. It makes marriage sweet and easy. So how best can we bond? Devotion. Money devotion. You can say, husband and wife can wake up together and pray daily together. So as the man of the home, you open up your Bible, you share the word. Are you with me? With your family. One. Number two, we all have uh, iPad and phones where the Bible is. You can be in the bus, you can be on the train, you can be in the plane and you are studying your Bible. You can be at work on your table when you have free time and you're not too busy. Am I right? And you are actually reading your Bible. And nobody needs to know. And after reading what you do, how do you spend time? You begin to meditate on what you have read. So, um, I am married, I have to spend time with my wife. No, 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 that's not that's, 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 
Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, sir. That is good. So I, I feel, I feel like, I really like how you um, you talk about if there's someone that you you love, you would um, you create time to actually chat to the person, which is very good. And also in marriage, um, like I said, marriage to the one who is in love with Jesus will save you of all of this prayer. You see, I can say it anywhere. If for any reason my wife did not see me, spend time with my Bible or pray, she will come and tell me, man of God, you have not, have not seen you with the Bible today. Yes. What's the problem? Mm. Nice. Man of God. You, you, I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. If your wife is in love with Jesus, she will question you when she notices you are not doing what you ought to be doing. But the problem is a lot of people marry carnal people. So you marry a carnal wife. So you are the one that have to draw. So you see, uh, you are you are spending time with Jesus, but, but, but you are spending time with Jesus. You are not spending. I don't. I'm, I'm not a witch. Why will you? Why will you be spending more time with Jesus? That is because you person you marry this kind, and it can also be because the man is also foolish. So people they, they talk more about Jesus, but they don't understand romance. You can't take your wife out. They always say, I'm in love with Jesus. You can't tell her I love you. <laughs> you don't know how yeah. to kiss. <laughs> All you know is I'm in love with Jesus. Don't marry. Be an eunuch. So that's just it. <laughs> Thank you very much, sir. That is, that is a good answer, perfect answer. Question number four. I am a married woman with five children. They are still very young. They are, wow. they are ages five, they are ages five, ages four, ages three, ages two, and eight months, baby. My husband is working a full-time job and comes home very late. I am a stay-at-home mom and I, I do a cooking business at home. How do I find time to spend with you? Honestly speaking, this is serious work. I mean, serious work. Because even the raising kids is a serious ministry, especially in the times that we are found out. However, however, Jesus, seek you for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So, you can't give what you don't have. 
How can you as a mother raise godly children when there's no fire burning on the ground? How can you model Christ to those kids if they don't see you with your Bible? Children don't learn by what we say, they learn by what we do. So if you as a mother, because mothers have more influence on their child than the father. You can imagine if as a young child, as you are two years, you always see your mom as accustomed, no matter what she's doing, to always read the Bible loud to herself. You can imagine. Now, there are many ways to be in love with Jesus. Now, there are, there are Bibles, I don't know what they call it, I'm, I'm not sure. There are Bibles you, I, I don't really use it, but there are Bibles you can use that will be, uh, they call it, is it Audible Bible, or do they call it? They, they call it Audio Bible. Audio Bible. Audio, audio yeah, audio. yeah, thank you, thank you. I don't, I don't use audio, so I'm sorry, I don't use audio. I read, I don't use audio. But there are audio Bibles. So what are audio Bibles? You can be cooking in the kitchen and you're using your audio Bible. You can be baiting your child and the audio Bible is speaking, and like it's, it's reading out to you. You, can, you are reading it to yourself. You are, so you are baiting the baby and you are watching the baby and you are hearing the word. Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So you can, you can be taking care of, you know, so what is the person supposed to do? What the person just needs to do is to get an audio Bible with good speaker. <laughs> so when you are, when, when, the, when the baby is, try, when you are trying to take care of the baby, when you are busy, the world, you are soaking the word in. And as you are doing that, so after that, again, what else do you do? You are in tongues, you are praying in tongues. You are watching, you are watching the play, Rata Bukata, together. You are taking care of the baby. Are you with me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Raising kids is a lot of work, but it's not an excuse not to serve Jesus. It's not an excuse not to spend that with Jesus. So, audio Bible will work, meditation will work. Then praying in tongues, you don't have to do it the normal way. Do you understand me? Like, uh, you, are, you, you might not have that time. You might not be, it might be very tough to create that time because you have five kids. If one is sleeping, one might be awake and all of that. Do you understand me? But so what do you do? You keep the word of God alive in your spirit. Out. Make sure the word of God is always speaking to your spirit, man. And you find time to meditate on it. And every time, every little time you have, use it to spend, spend it with Jesus in meditation, in prayers, and pray with me. And you, if you do this, you will create an atmosphere for your kids that they can invite in the future. And that way, the atmosphere of the home will carry so much presence. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, sir, so, um, so a question I have here, you have answered some 
was this question five. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pause doing I'm gonna pause question five for the end, maybe. Question seven, you've already answered it already. Now question six is the one I want to ask. It says, I am a pastor. I spend wow. time preparing sermons, praying for my members, and doing my pastoral duty. But I keep hearing that sometimes you do sometimes you you have to forget your pastoral duty and just spend time with Jesus. They will say that we cannot ask God for things or for him to kill our enemies when we spend time with him. They said that all I have to do is like sorry, they said that I should I should just worship, dance. And spend time with Jesus because I love him. Why and how should I do this? Sir, this question is very, very important. I feel like because sir, many Christians, many people, even I was wanting to before, literally that I would um, read my Bible to, to, to prepare a sermon. I would pray. Why? I was speaking to why because I want to get some something from God, or because I want to, uh, or, or because I want God to fight my battles for me, like or kill my enemies and stuff like that. But I learned that, like when you are, when you come to spend time with Jesus, like you ask Him, what do you want, Lord, today? Like, do you want me to sing? I can sing. Do you want me to dance? I can dance. Do you want me to like um to not be silent? I will be silent for God. But some people are in the habit of reading a Bible because they have a sermon they don't want to prepare for. So, can, you, can you talk about that, sir? Yeah, as a pastor, the truth be told, you might um, find yourself in this scenario. You might find yourself as a man of God reading your Bible more to uh, for to prepare for some, and I think a lot of ministers are in this show. This is why I think it's expedient that we have the right associations, the right kinds of people in our lives. For me, every time I get to my speak to my spiritual father, he doesn't really talk much about. He's not really as concerned about the ministry success as much as he is concerned about my soul. I think a lot of people have uh, people in their life who are more concerned about the, their success in ministry than their soul. My father is more concerned about my soul prosperity, how my soul prospers. Yes, he wants me to succeed in ministry. He doesn't want me to fail. But I've seen it times and without number that my time, my, my, the time I spend with God, the time I spend with my Bible, the time I spend praying, he wants to, it's important to him. He wants to see me growing. He wants to see me praying and spending time with God. He is interested in me loving on Jesus. He's interested in me dying to self. In fact, I have seen him spend more time talking about that to me than anything. So you can imagine, how can your father tell you, talk to you more about dying to self? So you always look, even many times, you now look at yourself like, what am, am I really doing well at all? Ah, you say, I need to read my Bible more. So every time I talk with my father, 
there is a desire. I'm like, ah, I'm not doing enough. No, 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 no. He, he will always, he has a way of always preparing my soul to love on Jesus more than ministry. So I think it's so subtle. You can be in love with ministry more than Jesus. So when you are, because what is ministry? Ministry is service to Jesus through others. So when you are in love with ministry, you are more concerned about the people who you are to serve. Are you getting me? Than the person who sent you. And that was what happened to Saul. That was why Saul was replaced. Saul was using the people as an excuse not to do what God told him to do. So because you want to save the people, you want the people to grow, you want to help the people, you now begin to um, die. Like you are now, you are now not, you are not nourishing your spirit, man. Your soul is not prospering. My God, it's not a good state. So my counsel is this: to all of us that minister, we need true relationships. I mean, father, mentors, and friends. Friends, fathers who are truly in love with Jesus. You don't need people who are make who, who makes you feel compete who, who, are, who you are who are competing with you, who you are competing with. You know, you don't need people like that. You need those who are safe in Christ, those who who are primarily interested in 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 in, in, in in making him act. And they're not just interested in making impact in the lives of men. They want, they want their work with God to be so rich. So their impact is flowing from their work with God. It's possible to be impacting lives and yet you don't really have work with God. So what do I mean? We all must. That's what I'm saying irrespective of the schedule, either as a pastor, as a leader, as a worker, every believer must have a schedule time. And we must be accountable to one another. It's the same principle. As a pastor, you can be accountable to your wife, accountable to your spiritual parents, accountable to your friends. Do you get it? The one we notice I do that. In fact, recently, I and my wife still went to an hotel, a lovely hotel. It's not honeymoon. We didn't even have any sex or anything when we got to the hotel. It was just the word. Went to pray. Have a refresh. We just left the house. Went to an hotel to have to spend time with God. Do you get what I'm saying? So you, you can have a retreat. Do you understand me? When you notice hey, like it's, it's not... It's not like before, if you just have a retreat, come out of it, switch off your phone, get off of the schedule, pray, worship, study. So we've got to make Jesus more important than ministry. And this will come from a sincere heart of Jesus. I love you more than anything. Number one, Amen. We are we we can't do everything. 
if we die, another man of God will take over. Thank you very much, sir. Um, yeah, may God help us. Amen. So the, the next question, Amen. question eight. This one, I have experienced it a lot of times. I can relate to this question, eight. A lot, a lot of Christians, many <laughs> people that go to church, this question is, the youth in this country, this question, is what they ask often. This is, this is it. I always find it easy to connect with God when I am in the church or at the worship events with many people worshiping Jesus. But when I get home, I struggle to pray or worship for five minutes. What is going on? Why? I want to spend time with Jesus by myself, but it's, but it's not really working for me. What's that? This question, <laughs> because when you're in church, actually, I have said it before, I was actually watching events with a lot of younger people. So we'll be coming, we'll be dancing. So, some people will be crying because of, of his presence around there. But, but when they get home, hi, they say, oh, I wish I was still there. I, I wish, I wish, I wish, because when they were there, the Bible becomes so sweet with their test. But right now, can't get the fruit testing. So like, what is going on? What, what's happening, happening to them? Yeah, let me see. But let me let me let me see. Like I said, there are not too many ways to this. The church must have a strong discipleship plan. The churches of the world. We must have a strong discipleship a strong discipleship structure. And this is why um, very, very important. Many times a lot of people are not trained for instance, on the subject hosting the presence of God. That's another classic on his own. Hosting the presence of God. How to become a presence addict. So because of that, the presence of God is strange. It's abstract in the life of men. So how do we host the presence of God? We host the presence of God by first understanding that the conveyor, the initiator of the presence of God is the Holy Ghost. We can't talk about the presence of God without talking about the Holy Ghost. So when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we are talking about the presence of God. And so every believer has a potential, are you with me? Eh? To enjoy the Holy Ghost because the Holy Ghost is more than enough. The Holy Ghost is not religion. 
you, you can't really have experience with the Holy Ghost, real tangible experience and encounter with the Holy Ghost on a daily basis. Are you with me? And you, it, you, you feel boring. It's not boring. Praying in tongues is not boring. Reading our Bible is not boring. Singing psalms, singing hymns, making melody in our hearts, Lord, is not boring. It's not boring. It is boring only to those whose flesh is still alive. Number one, you have to ask the question. What kind of music do these guys listen to? What kind of movies do they watch? Do you get it? So somebody is at home. Are you with me? Watch and listen to hip hop and all of these kind of songs. And yet the person is saying, I I, 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 I feel bored when I'm praying. You don't get what kind of atmosphere does this song release? You can imagine somebody listening to Beyonce or Rihanna songs consistently, daily, 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 all the video, all that music. You see, many of these guys will call believers when all these guys are in, in town to sing. They go there to pay. All this video, you know what I'm saying now? Or let me do all these guys when they are in town. You see them going out to their to their show to to to, to spend time. And yeah, they pray in tongues. They are like us, or they are carnal. Until we get to the point where the Holy Ghost is the most important, is, is is so important to us. If the presence of God is not important to you, you always see it once in a while. So you are not the one, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe one of these days we'll talk about who's the presence of God. Yeah, but what I can just say is this. If you don't value the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. if you don't truly value the Holy Spirit, you can't really know Him. Yeah. If you don't value the Holy Ghost, you can't really know Him. So you can't have the Holy Ghost in you, mm-hmm. and yet you don't know Him. Yeah. So when you when you come, when all of us come together, and sometimes what we call the presence of God is not really the presence of God. People may lot of people are crying, but it's not the presence of God. Mm-hmm. It's in, in countries like Canada, what <laughs> many of you call presence is not presence. What you call presence is worship. It's not even worship. It's, it's, it's musical sound, drum. You have, you have the money to buy sound. So excellent sound, mm-hmm. excellent drum. People have beautiful voice. So, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, so people are crying. Somebody can, don't, don't people cry when Michael Jackson sings? So is that the presence of God? Mm-hmm. No. There, are, there are people that cry when uh, this woman, uh, Celine Dion, when she sings. There are people that cry when she sings it. Is that the presence of God? So because, because people are crying, that doesn't mean it's the presence of God. People can be crying and it's not the presence of God. 
There's something about the glory of God. It's, it's much more. It's much more than sound. Yeah, quality sound is important. In fact, mm-hmm. when, when, you tru- when you are truly in an atmosphere of the glory of God, you will receive strength to worship God in your private place. You, you leave the house of God to go and spend more time alone with God. The fire will know that you, you will live with more hunger. The reason why people, people go empty is because there's no glory. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much, sir. Fantastic. Beautiful. So the last question, because there are three questions. I think you have already touched on them. And it might be right for me to go and ask you them again. So the last question. Can you share with us how you personally keep the fire burning on the altar of your heart, on your prayer altar? How do you spend time with Jesus? Very simple, my brother. Very simple. I'm not yet there. I am growing. And if I don't want to grow, there's no reason to have a spiritual father and mentors and friends. I get in. So I have people in my life who I'm sure love Jesus and who love me. And because of this, they want me to have more intimacy with God, even as I want them to. So I have people in my life, in fact, including my wife, who provoke me, I get me, to a lifestyle of consistently pursuing God and having an intimate work with Him, Not for sure, but for the secret place. And like I said, I'm growing. So how do I keep this? I keep the fire burning by consistently praying at least one hour daily. But trust me, because I'm a full-time ministry, I do more than that together. But minimum of one hour. But trust me, I do more than one hour every day. <laughs> like every day. That's that. Consistently reading my Bible. And number three, meditating on the word of God. Roy Manuel, I sometimes meditate on one verse, one verse for hours. I mean, how I'm just enjoying it. And I think this also helps me when I'm sharing the word of God because meditation makes the word of God very personal to you and which helps your delivery. So you are not now teaching to impress people. Do you get it? The word of God has touched your heart. Touched your heart. Do you get it? So every time I get to speak, even when it's a different topic from what I've read, you get it? It has a way of coming together. Do you understand me? Because 
of meditation. So, one verse can be my heart a whole day. Two verses, three verses. Do you understand me? A whole day. And I'm just looking at it. Looking at it. Looking at it. In my heart. Looking at it. So that's just for me. Do you understand me now? Praying. And I, I, I want to say this. We must have a daily schedule. Forget it. A time with Jesus. A time of I'm studying my Bible 10 p.m. every day. So 10 p.m., you are with your Bible, you are with your notepad. I get it. You have your concordance, you have everything, you have everything on the table, and you start reading. And you must write down the revelation, the things that God told you while reading. I study. And afterwards, then you pray on a daily basis. There's no short growth. There's no shortcut, rather, to spiritual growth than having a consistent daily routine of spending time with God. Are there times we'll miss it? Yes. But we must do our best not to miss it. And when we miss it, adventure will miss these times. Then we take it up the next time. Do you get it? We start again from where we stop. But we must make sure we are consistent. But I want to tell you something, Emmanuel. Accountability is very important. Husband and wife must be accountable to each other. We must be accountable to our friends. We must be accountable to our father. We must not be hypocritical. What you notice you are not something something is wrong with your with your altar. Don't 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 be forming all is well. Speak out. Speak out. The Lord help all of us in Jesus' name. Thank you very, very much. I were blessed. Thank God for that word. Ah. This was almost like past one hour already. God is good. For oh, I think. So um so can you pray for us? Okay. The prayer is that Father help us to keep the fire burning. So that prayer for us that, that fire. For us to, you know, for us to, you know, for us to, you know, go to God and for him to start up the spark and then for the grace to sustain it. Because it's one thing for you to be born for God today. It's another thing for the, for the, the devil who goes about his home to do to, to devour, pours water on the fire and, and coaches it. So, Father, we well, thank you for your grace. Father, we are grateful. We are so, so grateful. Thank you for my friends all over the world who have joined this, uh, who are watching this video all over the world. Father, we are grateful because you are a good God. I declare in the name of Jesus. The Bible speaking about John the Baptist. The Bible says John the Baptist was a John was a burning hand, a shining light. Father, I ask 
that we were all born in the name of Jesus. I pray that let our hearts born more than ever before in the name of Jesus. Amen. I, I ask our hunger, our hunger for the Lord, for Jesus, for intimacy with him. It will not be quenched in the name of Jesus. Amen. I ask, I ask for new wine. I ask for fresh bread. Amen. I ask for new wine. I ask for fresh bread. I Amen. ask for new wine. I ask for fresh bread. In the name of Jesus. Just I don't know when when I don't know, but uh, I see somebody watching this later who uh who has issues with speaking in tongues. But the Lord said to tell you that as you watch this, it will create in you another hunger because you cannot experience all we are saying without speaking in tongues. And I see the Lord revolutionizing the life of this one and keeping this one on fire for him. Therefore, I ask Amen. that for everyone who cannot speak in tongues, that the Holy Ghost will invade their life. Let there Amen. be utterance. Let there Amen. be utterance. Let there Amen. be utterance. In the name Amen. of Jesus. In the Amen. name of Jesus. In the Amen. name of Jesus. I ask yeah, somebody, somebody listening and is saying, I don't know how to have this strength. I've been trusting God for friends that love on Jesus. I ask that the Lord will give you kingdom-minded friends. In the name Amen. of Jesus, men Amen. and women who are in love with Jesus and who together you will take your nation for God. In the name of Jesus, Father, Amen. we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Because one will change a thousand and two will change ten thousand. Therefore, I declare, let there be, let there be an ignition in the heart of men. Let there, let there be connection of men who are in love with Jesus. Because we are not to do this thing alone. We can only do these things together. Father, let us be in oneness. Let there be togetherness. In the name of Jesus, let our hearts begin to align to kingdom-minded men. In the name of Jesus, all over the world, our hearts begin to align to men and women who are truly in love with Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father, I ask for fire. Let our hearts burn again. Our heart burns, our heart burns, our heart burns, our heart burns. Our heart burns, Lord. Our heart burns, our heart burns for you, Lord. New wine, new wine. We are, I hear the Lord saying, as many who listen to this, they will return to their first love. They will Amen. return to their first love. They will return Amen. to their first love. They will return Amen. to their first love. Fresh hunger Amen. again. There's revival. There's revival. Amen. There's fresh Amen. hunger. Father, we Amen. thank you. We thank give you all God. the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. There's a sparkling. There's a sparkling. There's a sparkling in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Amen. Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I'm grateful. The Canadian man of God himself. 
God bless you, my brother. Thank you, sir. Amen, sir. Thank you, sir.